We begin today the Gemara on the Aflamid Dalit, six lines down from the top of the Yamad. This Gemara here is a continuation of a machlekis that we had before between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva regarding the payment of etam, the shirt tam, the damage, and you pay chatzinezek. The Torah says that you have to pay the chatzinezek migufay from the body of the animal itself. Rabbi Shmuel says what that means is that you have to evaluate the body of the animal. You bring to Bezdin and Bezdin evaluates. And then based on the value of the animal, you pay the chatzinezek. Rabbi Kiva says, no, when the Torah says you pay chatzinezek from the body of the animal, it goes further than that. As soon as this animal caused the damage, immediately, automatically, half of the ownership of that animal is transferred to the nizik for the payment. So he has right away a partnership, an actual ownership in this animal right away. So now the Gemara brings a b'raise that's related to this. Tan Rabbanam, we learned a b'raise, Shor Shavu Masayim, an axe that's worth 200 zuz. Shenogach Shor Shavu Masayim, it's Masayim, and it gored another axe that's also worth 200 zuz. V'chav al-boi b'chamishim zuz. And uh, it caused a damage that now it, uh, it, it, it lost its value of 50 zuz. Okay, so the damage is a damage only of 50 zoos. So it's now only worth 150 shavach. And then but later what happened, this, this animal, after it caused this damage, that it went down because of the damage, 50 zoos. But then v'shavach v'omat al-abameizuz. Whatever happened, the price, the market price for an animal went up, for this, I will see soon actually, the Gemara is going to explain over here exactly how the price went up. The, the price of the animal went up, and now it's worth 400 zoos. So now, so now the mazik could turn to the nizik and say, wait a minute, the damage that I caused you, it, it, the value anyways went up now, and that loss is, 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 is already gone. The value is so high now, it's 400 zoos. At the time when my animal caused your animal damage, it went down 50 zoos from 200 to 150, but my animal is worth 400. So why should I pay you? So the b'raise says, no. That uh, if not for the fact that it, this, this uh, axe would have been damaged, then when its value went up, the value would have gone up to 800 zuz. Right? Because it had this damage, so therefore it only went up proportionate to what it was. So therefore, what's the halacha? What does the mazik have to pay? He has to pay for the damage that he caused at the time of the damage, which is 50 zuz. That's what his damage was then. That's what he has to pay for. Right. Okay, he doesn't have to pay more, but he also doesn't have to pay less. He can't say that I did not cause you any damage because your price went up. And the nizik can't say, pay me the difference now. It could, it could have went up from 400 to 800. Pay me 400 zuz. You can't, you pay kishasa nizik at exactly what the damage was then, which was 50 zuz. Kochash, if the value of the animal went down from the time of the damage, so the damage was 50 zuz, but then by the time they came to the Nteire, the damage was more than 50 zuz. The value of the behemoth went down even further. Over here, the Allah is Kishasa Modabidin, that the Mazik is going to have to pay according to what the value is now at the time of the Nteire when the value went down. The Gemara will explain why this is so. This seems to contradict the case. The point that we just said, that you pay according to the time of the damage. Here it says you pay according to the time of the dentator. Bryce continues, another case, Shavach Mazik. If the value of the Mazik, the animal that was Mazik, went up. You still only pay the 
the nizik according to the value that the animal was at the time of the nizik. So we're talking here about a short time where the nizik gets paid from the body of this short time. So even though the, the price of this animal, of this shayat tam, went up, but nevertheless, the nizik can collect from this animal and he only gets from the value that it was at the time of the damage. They don't look at the price that it went up. Kochash, if the price of the animal that was mazik went down, kishasa mother badin. Over here we say that the nizik will get paid only in the lower value. The loss will be also the nizik's loss. He's going to get paid less as it is at the time of the dintayra. Okay, so the Gemara begins to explain this Braise. It starts off with the safe of the Braise, where it talks about the value of the shirt Hamazik that went up or down. So, Omar, the Braise here said two halachas that seem to contradict each other. First, it says, Shabach Mazik, if the price of this animal that was Mazik went up, what's the halacha? Noisin Kishas Hanezek. The Nizik only gets the payment from this animal like the time of the damage. He doesn't get anything more because now the price went up. Says the Gemara Mani, who is saying the Salacha, Rabbi Shmoli, this fits with Rabbi Shmoli's opinion, the Omar, what does Rabbi Shmoli say? Bachayvu, that the Mazik that has to pay, even though the payment comes based on the body of the animal that was Mazik, but still he's like a Bachayvu Zuziu the Masikle. And therefore, he pays only, he pays money. The Nizik is, it could demand money from him, and he doesn't have a real partnership in the animal itself. So if he has no partnership in the animal itself, if the price of the animal goes up, the Nizik doesn't gain from that. It's not his animal that went up in price. It, the, the animal itself still belongs to the Mazik. So therefore, the way we evaluate it is the, from what it was at the time of the Hezik, and that's what the Nizik gets, not more. That's the Reisha. But then what does it say in the Seif of the Braise? Kochash. If the price of this animal that was Mazik went down, then Kishasamada Bedin. Over here we say that the Nizik loses out. And he gets only based on what its value is now. Why does he lose out? This follows Rabbi Kiva's opinion. Rabbi Kiva says from the second that the Shayra Mazik was Mazik. So automatically the ownership is transferred to the Nizik and he has a partnership. He has a, a portion of ownership here in this animal. So if the price went down, so the Nizik's partnership in this also he loses out. His, his ownership, his partnership also loses in value. And therefore he gets only according to the, what, what it's valued now at the time of the Dintayra. So it comes out, Reisha Rabbi Shmuel, the first din over here in this part of this Braise is Rabbi Shmuel, and the Sefer Rabbi Kiva, and then the next din over here is Rabbi Kiva. Answers the Gemara, Eloi. We don't have to say this. Kula Rabbi Kiva, the whole Braise here, the Sefer here, that we brought both cases, when it went up in value, went down in value, it's all Rabbi Kiva. So if it's all Rabbi Kiva, so why did it say that if the shirt of the Mazik went up in price, that the Nizik does not gain out of that? Why shouldn't he gain? It's his... Now he has a partnership. So his, his animal went up in price. The answer is, and the case over here is, Kishapitmai. When the Mazik himself went and fed and stuffed and fed his animal, and that's why the price of the animal went up. Because he's the one that fed it. If he's the one that fed it, so then he could say, even though true were partners, but the price that it went up is my food. It's my, I, I'm the one that fed it. So therefore that part of what the price went up belongs to me. Says the Gemara, okay, this is the explanation for the Sefer. Why? Even though Rabbi Kiva says there is a partnership, nevertheless, if the Mazik is the one that fed it, so therefore that improvement will, will still belong all to the Mazik. But if that's what the case over here in this price is, when it says that the price goes up, it's not because the market value of the price goes up. It's because 
the mazik went and fed it. Let's see what it says in the ratio of this brayser. The ratio is talking about the the share of the nizik, this share that got damaged, right? So the original damage was only fifty, and then the ratio of the brayser says shavach v'amad al daud meizuz. Now it 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 uh, became much better, and it, now it's valued at four hundred zuz. So what did the brayser say? So the mazik still has to pay for the damage that happened at the time of the damage, and he can't say, look. The animal is anyways worth so much more and you already recovered your loss of the damage. I don't have to pay you. We don't say that. But the Gemara asks, if the case over here is that the Nizik fed his animal and therefore its price went up, is there any Chiddush here? Does the Brisa have to say that the Mazik can't come and say that I don't have to pay you for the damages? Of course not. Of course he can't say that. The, the, the damage that the Mazik did is the, still the same damage. The fact that the Nizik went ahead and fed his animal, and therefore now it's worth 400 zuz, there's no reason that it should patter the, the Mazik. Maybe if the price, the market price, automatically went up, maybe then you could say that the Mazik could argue that, look, the, pri- the price of the market went up. So may- maybe uh, you, you already recovered your losses. But if the Nizik himself went and, and fed the animal, that's not a reason for the Mazik to be patter, to pay. So why why would the Bryce even have to say this? So the Gemara explains, Amarav Pape, Reisha, in the Reisha, where it speaks about the Nizik animal that went up in price, the only place that it's going to be a Chiddush is as follows. In Meshkach we're going to have to say that the case of here is, Bein de Pitma Pitumi, whether in a case where the Nizik himself went and stuffed and fed his animal, and that's why the price went up, Bein de Shavcham or if the price went up automatically, just the market value went up, and the itzrich lashminon, so it's both cases, and the chiddush is only in the case the hechad the shavcham emela, where the price of the animal went up by the market value. That noisan like kishas nezek. That over here he gives him only the payment as it was at the time of the nezek. So true in the reisha, it's talking about both cases when he fed it or when the market price went up. But the chiddush is not in the case where the nezek fed the animal. The Chiddush over here is in the case where the market value went up, that the Mazik can't say to the Nizik, oh, you already recovered all your losses because of the market price that automatically went up. We don't say that, and he has to pay him for the damage that he caused according to the market value at the time of the damage. That's the Chiddush in the Reisha. That's, uh, yeah, this price is, uh, it's Chiddush only according to Rabbi Shmuel, I think even according to Rabbi Kiva. Okay. Sefer, says the Gemara, what's the Sefer of the Mishnah? Le'mishkachas la'elekeshepitmoi, in the Sefer of the Mishnah, the Chiddush is, or sorry, the case over here is only when he stuffed the animal, when he fed the animal. As the Gemara explained, that since it's going over here according to Rabbi Kiva, so when are we going to say that if the price goes up, that the Nizik doesn't gain out of this? If the Nizik has a partnership, he should gain out of this. The reason is because the Mazik himself stuffed and fed the animal, and therefore, whatever Shvach there is, belongs to the Mazik that fed it. That's the explanation of this Braiseh. As one more case that the Gemara did not address yet in the ratio of this Braiseh, Kochash, in the, in, the, in the ratio of the Braiseh, it says that if the price of the animal, of the Nizik, lost its value after the damage, Kishasamada Bedin. The Nizik, well, the, the Mazik that is, will have to pay according to what it is at the time of the Din Taira. And he's, he's not going to pay according to the damage that he caused at the time of the damage, but he's going to have to pay, if the price went further down at the time of the entire day, he has to pay for that as well. But the Gemara asks, why is that? My, uh, sorry, kochash, machmas mai. The price of this animal went down at the time of the entire day more than it was at the time of the damage. How? Based on what? 
If you're going to say the reason why the price of this animal now, after this damage that was originally caused, it went further down as a result of the fact that the Nizik went and used this animal, worked with it in the field, and therefore the wear and tear of working in the field caused the price of the animal to go down further. So then why should we say that the Mazik has to pay according to its lower value now? The Mazik could say to the Nizik, At you went and worked with your animal, you overworked your animal maybe even. And, and therefore its value went down even more. And I shall have to pay you not only for the damage that my animal caused, but also now for the further the, the, the value that went down because you worked with it, I have to pay for that. I can't be the Pshar and the Braisen. Ravashi, so therefore Ravashi says, the Pshar of Eirish, the Kochash Machmas Mako. That original damage that the Mazik caused, let's say with its horns, it, it, uh, it damaged it. So it, it created a wound. And that wound, slowly brought the animal to deteriorate and go down. Mm-hmm. So in such a case, the Amalei, the Nizik says to the Mazik, The horns of your animal is still buried in my animal, meaning that even though the horn is not physically there anymore, but the wound and the injury that it caused is causing my animal to lose in its value. So therefore, in such a case, the Mazik has to pay for the Nizik, for the the Kachash, for the value that went down, even now at the Dintayda, because that's <coughs> part of the damage that his animal caused. Here, this is a mission that's going to discuss the halachas of how the payment of the shertam, the peschatzinezek migufoy, from the body of the animal itself, how this pay- payment happens. What does the Torah mean when it says the halacha of mochrus asher achai that you take the living animal and then you divide, and the gamas ameis yachtsun, and you divide also the mace? What does this pasuk mean? Here, the mission explains. So the ox is worth 200 zuz, and it goes another ox that's also worth 200 zuz. And this dead carcass is not worth anything. So the damage is 200 zuz. It's regarding this case that the Pasuk is speaking. When the Pasuk says, that the living ox, which is worth 200 zuz, so now the mazik has to pay so Chatzinezek of the full damage, which was 200, is 100 Zuz. So you take the living animal, which is worth 200 Zuz, and you sell it, and you split the money, and that is the Chatzinezek. That is the payment. That's the case that the Torah was speaking about when it says, V'chotzu, V'chotzu es kaspoi. Omolei Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda says to Rabbi Meir, V'chein halacha kayemes. That, yes, this halacha is true. Uh, again, sorry, let me read it again. V'chein halacha. This is the halacha. The kiyamta, however, according to this case that you said, that this is the case that the Pasuk is speaking about, kiyamta umachru sasher achai, but v'chotzu es kaspoi, and so you, you fulfill the first half of the Pasuk, which is where it says that you sell the living animal, and v'chotzu es kaspoi, and then you split the money, as it was just described, but v'loi kiyamta, you haven't fulfilled what it says in the next part of the Pasuk, v'gama meis yachtzon, that also the mazik and the nizik split the value of the dead carcass. According to the case that Rabbi Yudha just said, there's nothing to split in the dead carcass. The nevela is worth nothing. So how are you fulfilling that part of the Pasuk? So therefore Rabbi Yudha says, I don't argue with the case that you said. However, if you want to explain, the Pasuk, so then the case has to be a bit different. What's the Pasuk talking about? An ox worth 200, that gores an ox that's worth 200. And now what's the damage here? The dead carcass does have some value. It's worth 50 zuz. Chamishim zuz. So what does that mean? 
that the actual damage was 150. Mm -hmm. So what happens in such a case? So if the damage was 150 and you have to pay half of that, only 75, so the Nizik is going to get half of the dead carcass and half of the living animal, and the Mazik is going to get half as well. Right? So the, 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 the dead carcass is worth 50, so the Mazik gets 25, and the Nizik gets 25, and then the, the living animal is worth 200, so you split that as well, 100 and 100, so it turns out that each one gets 125. So the, the, the mazik loses 75, he's paying 75, which is the chatzim nezek, because the full damage was 150, and the nezek gets paid chatzim nezek, 75, out of the full damage, which was 150. That is the case that the Pasuk is speaking about, where you split the living animal, and you also split the, the nevelo, the dead carcass, between the mazik and the nezek. So the Gemara brings a brisa that brings also this machlekes of Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda and says the source of and the more details to this machlekes. So Tanya Rabbanu will learn a brisa Shereshave Masayim Shenagach Shereshave Masayim. The ox worth two hundred gore. The ox that's worth two hundred vaneveli yafa chamishim, and the dead carcass is worth fifty chamishim zuz. So the actual damage is valued by one hundred and fifty. Zeno itel chatzia chayv chatzia meis. Zeno itel chatzia chayv chatzia meis. So each one, the mazik and the nizik, take half of the nevela and half of the living animal. This is the case where the Torah speaks about when it says that they split the living animal, and also they split the veil as well. This is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. However, Rabbi Meir argues and says, no, this is not the ox that the Torah was talking about. Ella, as, as we learned right in the Mishnah, what Rabbi Meir said, that the ox of 200 goes, goes the ox that's worth 200. And now, what's the damage? The nevela is worth nothing. So the damage is 200 And on this, the Pasuk is saying, that you sell the living ox, and you split that money, meaning that if the damage is 200, so half payment is 100, so you sell the living ox, and each one gets a hundred, and that's uh, that's what the Torah is talking about. So now the Gemara asks, or the Brisa continues and asks, Mani Mekayim. So according to Rabbi Meir, how does he understand the continuation of the pasuk, the Gam Esameis Yachtsan, that you have to split the the, the nevela as well? If according to Rabbi Meir, the pasuk is speaking about a case where the nevela is worth nothing, there's nothing to split. Hmm. And says so the Gemara, Rabbi Meir translates this part of the pasuk differently. The value that it went down because it's dead, which is the full, it, 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 it lost all its value. He gets half of that payment where in the living animal. does not mean that you split the, the dead carcass between the mazik and the nizik. Rather, what it means is that the value that he lost because of this mace, because the animal is dead, he gets half a payment from the shayrachai. Like he explained, you know, he gets a hundred, you split the Shayrachai, but you don't split the, the dead carcass between the, the Mazik and the Nezik. Okay, that's how he touches the Pasik. Gamal is gonna later explain that what you see here is that what Abmeir is saying is that the, the Mazik will never uh, have to pay more than half of what the the value of the damage is. You have to evaluate what the damage was, and half of that damage is what he gets from the Shayrachai, the Chotzu. Yes, you get two times. Huh? Yes, you get two times. No, no, why two? Half the chai, half the mess. No, 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 no. The pasuk when it says gamma mace, gamma mace. When you evaluate the mess, 
Yachtson, he gets half of the Sherechai. Okay, let's see. Zog the Gemara now. Mechti. Bein Rab Meir, Bein Rab Yehuda. Now, it would come out of here that both Rab Meir and Rab Yehuda agree. In the, in the case that Rab Yehuda was talking about. What was the case that Rab Yehuda was talking about? Where the Nevela is still worth 50 Zuz. Right, so it was originally worth 200 Zuz and now it's worth 50 Zuz. So what was the total of the damage? Only 150. So both Rab Meir and Rab Yehuda will agree that high Meir Esr Mechamisha Shakal, that the Mazik ends up with 125 Zuz, and the Nizik also ends up with 125. They both end up with, this, with the same amount of money, both according to Rab Meir and according to Rab Yehuda. Right? And then the reason for this is because whether you do like what Rab Meir said, in a case where um, the novella is still worth 50, what does Rab Meir say? So the Nizik keeps that entire novella for himself. We don't, sp- we, don't, we don't split this novella. Okay, so he now already has 50. Now what was the damage? The damage was 150. So he gets half of that. He gets 75 from the living ox. So 75 from the living ox, 50 of the novella that he has, together that's 125. That's what he gets according to Rab Meir. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he's also going to get end up getting a value of 125. Why? Because from the novella he gets half. If the novella is worth 50, he gets only 25 from the novella, and then from the living ox he gets 100. You split the, the living ox in half, and he gets 100, so he's, he ends up with 125 as well. So the, the value according to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, the payment ends up being the same. So my benayim, what is the difference between them? So in other words, yeah, the Gemara understands that there's a difference regarding whether you split the novella or not, but the Gemara wants to know whether in the total sum of the payment, the actual value, is there a difference between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda? So Rav answers, the difference will be the following. If this novella here goes down in its value after the damage, after, after the, from the time of when the damage happened until the time when they want to, now by the best, then they want to sell it now. So the value went down. Here's where the Machlekes is. So, second, Rav Meir's opinion is This value that went down from this Nizik, it, the, the, the novella belongs all to the Nizik. The Mazik has no partnership in this. And therefore, he's, the, the, the payment is going to be based on the way its value was in the beginning. And the fact that the value of this went down, it doesn't change anything. It's all, the Nizik is the one that has the loss of this Value of the novella that went down because the, the, the value of this novella belongs totally only to the Nizik. However, Rabbi Yudis says, Pchas novella, the Mazik have a palga. The Pchas novella, the fact that the, the value of, the, of this novella now went down, so the Mazik is also going to, that, that has to, this, not only the Nizik's loss, but it's also the Mazik's loss as well. The, it's Shaykh to the Mazik as well. He's going to have to pay more now. Because the value of this novella went down, he's going to have to pay more. Because there's a partnership over here. The Mazik does have a half of this novella that he gets. Right? That's, uh, so that, that's the main thing that they're arguing about over here that comes out when it says, when the price of this novella goes down. Again, so Rabbi Meir says that the pras is just the Nizik's pras. The Mazik has no shaykhs to this. And he's only going to give him, he's going to pay him based on the way the value was before. And we're not going to demand from the Mazik to pay extra for the additional value that went down. But according to Rav Meir, the Gamas HaMesiach means that the Mazik does have a shaykhis to this nevela that its price went down. And therefore, if its price goes down, the Mazik's going to have to pay more for the damage that he did. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara, 
Abai says on this uh, pshat that Rav said, the difference between uh, Rabbi Yehuda and uh, Rabbi Meir, in came it's similar to Rabbi Yehuda, Tam, Chom, Ramimuet. If so, it comes out that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the payment by a Tam, where you pay Chatzin Nezek, there's a stringency more than it is by a Muet. Why is that? So Rashi here brings, what's the halacha by a Muet? We learned it earlier in the Masechta, by the Muad, the halacha is that the Mazik has to pay according to the value, the loss, the damage that there was at the time of the damage. If later on the value goes down further, Mazik's not responsible for that. Over here we're saying that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the whole point of a gam, a means to say that the, the Mazik has a shaykhis to this novella in the sense of that if the value goes down further, he is going to be responsible to pay, to compensate the damage for the, for the nizik, even for that further decreased value. So it comes out that the payment there by the tam has a certain stringency even more than the muid. Says the Gemara, I mean, the Gemara here is asking because it doesn't make sense to say this. I mean, obviously the Torah is trying to be lenient with the Tam, that he only pays half. Here there's a certain stringency that Rabbi Yehud is saying, the Torah is telling us. Now if you'll argue and say, maybe, maybe there's a certain stringency here for the Tam. And I'll bring you a source for this. As it says in a Mishnah later in the Masechta here, that there's a certain stringency that we find regarding Tam. What is that? Rabbi Yehud Tam Chayiv Umud Pater. Rabbi Yudha says, this is talking over there in the Perkakainis where a person that guarded his animal, but not the, with the best, uh, he didn't put up the best door in the barn. Not the best way that of Shmire. So Rabbi Yudha says, for a Tam, if it went out and damaged, you Chayiv for that. And he brings there the Psukim that say that you Chayiv by a Tam to do a better Shmire for your animal. But for a Muid, you'll be Pater. It went out and damaged, and you didn't do the best Shmire, you'll be Pater. So you see there, Rabbi Yehuda holds a similar thing. That for Tam, the Torah was more stringent. So maybe here, Rabbi Yehuda says the same thing. Says the Gemara, you can't compare. When do we see Rabbi Yehuda says that there is a certain stringency by Tam? That's Lein Yishmira. Regarding the level of guarding your animal, by Tam, you have to guard it better. And the Gemara there brings Pesukim with this. We'll learn it in Mitzvah But Lein Tashlumim, but when it comes to payment, Mi do we ever see such a thing that Rabbi Yehuda would say that there's a certain stringency in the payment of a tam more than a muad, even though the Torah clearly is coming to be linear with the tam to say that you only pay chatzin ezek? And the Gemara here brings a brayse with the brayse clearly. Rabbi Yehuda himself clearly says that you can't say that a tam is more is more stringent than its payment than the muad. Because what time you learn the brayse as follows: Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Yochel, I would think shor shavim mona, a shor that is worth a mona. So this is the shor hamazik. It has a higher value. And it got an ox which is worth much less. It's only worth five slime. How much is five slime? Only twenty zuz. Right. So every every sela is is four zuz. So it's only worth twenty zuz. So a mana is a hundred zuz, and the animal that was gored and damaged is worth much less. Only twenty zuz. Now what happened after it gored and the, the damaged and it killed this animal? The value went down, and now the nevel is only worth one sela, which is only four zuz. So the damage of it was a value of 16 zuz. So what's the halacha? So you would think the halacha here should be, like Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that we mentioned before, that what do we do? The mazik gets half of the living animal, and half of the carcass, half of the dead animal. 
and uh, the, the nizik also gets half of the living animal and half of the dead animal. Now think about it, what's going to happen if you're going to do this? If you're going to split the living animal between the mazik and the nizik, in this case, because the animal of the mazik is worth way more than the animal of the nizik, it's worth a hundred zuz, and the nizik's animal from the, in the beginning was only worth 20 zuz, if you're going to split the living animal, the nizik is going to end up gaining. He's going to end up getting paid much more than what his animal was worth in the beginning. So the Gemara, that can't be. Omret, I'll tell you that this is impossible. This is only a tam. He should get payment more than even what his animal was originally. He should gain out of this. That can't be. And he learns it from the muad. The payment of the muad. Why did the Titus say that it's different than the tam? The Titus said that the muad is more stringent than the tam. He actually says it as a question. When the Titus says that muad is different than a tam. Is it as a chumre or is it as a kula? Of course, have a la The Torah is saying that the muad is, is more stringent than the tam. So now, umam muad in mishalem elamasha hizik. By the muad, you pay, you pay full damages, but you never have to pay more. You don't have to compensate the nizik for more than the value was in the beginning. Tam akal. So tam, which is more lenient, you only pay half. Like Kol definitely in such a case where the body of, or, or the living animal, it is not the body, the living animal of the mazik is worth much more. You can't split it between the mazik and the nizik, and the nizik should end up now getting half of this living animal. He's going to get much more than what he had in the beginning. That is what Rabbi Yehuda said here. So what do you see here clearly in the language of this Braise? That Rabbi Yehuda is saying that when it comes to payment, the payment of a muet is more stringent than the payment of a, uh, of, of a tam. So we can't say, like we said before, that if the price of the novella went down, then by the muad, the mazik's not responsible to pay for that. And by the tam, the mazik is responsible for that. Can't say that there's more of a chumrah for, for the tam more than the muad. Elo, so therefore the Gemara brings another pshat that is in the reverse. Omar Rabbi Yechenen, Rabbi Yechenen said that the difference between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda regarding the pshat of the Pasuk, Vigamus HaMais Yechzon, whether this, this novella belongs totally to the nizik, or no, we split it between the mazik and the nizik, the nafkimenev in their machlekes would be in the opposite case, shvach novella, kebenayu. In a case where the price of this novella went up, the mars of Rav Meir's opinion is the nizikava, the fact that the price of the novella goes up, so this novella belongs totally to the nizik, it doesn't in any way affect <coughs> the payment of the mazik. Because the, the, the nizik has nothing to do with this novella. He pays like what its value was at the time of the damage, either way. But Amar Sobar, Rabbi Yehuda says, when the trade is saying, what it's coming to say is, that there's a connection between the price of the Nizik and the price of the Mazik, in what sense? That now it's going to change the, his payment. Umar Sobar, and Rabbi Meir's opinion is, Palga, that you have to pay, not, that, that, because now the, the Mazik has a half of ownership, in the, in the value of this novella. So if the price goes up, so now the Nizik could say, I have to pay less because, because now the price of this uh, carcass that I damaged went up and I have a shaykhist to this, I have a connection to this. What is the Torah saying that he has a connection to it? Why is the Torah saying to say that if the price goes up, then the, then, then the Mazik now says, I pay less. That was, that's the nafkimene between Rab Meir and Rab Yehuda. Now the Gemara explains that we see this point in a Braiser where Rabbi Yehuda spoke about his opinion regarding this. This was the question that Rabbi Yehuda asked about this in a Braiser. What did Rabbi Yehuda say? 
Hashtad Omrit, Nad is saying according to Rabbi Yehuda. Chas Rachmane ilavei the mazik the shakol b'shvacha that the Torah is having mercy on the mazik and the Torah is being more lenient and saying that the mazik can has a connection to the carcass the dead the nevela that got damaged in what sense that if its price goes up he now pays less that that's the leniency that the Torah says according to Rabbi Yehuda. So if so, Rabbi Yehuda continues and says maybe you should say Yochel I would think. That what happens if the case of here is as follows. So here, we bring a case which is the opposite of before. Before, we were talking about a case where the share that damaged was worth a lot more than the share that got damaged. Well, here the case is the opposite. What if it's a case of share, shove, chomish, slime? The share that damaged is only worth five slime. So which is 20 zoos, it's worth much, very, very little. Shonagach share, shove, mona. And it gored and it killed an animal which is worth much more. It's worth... Uh, a hundred, hundred zuz. And what's the damage? The damage now is that this novella is only worth 50 zuz, so the damage is 50 zuz. So now, I would think the halacha should be that the mazik gets half of the living animal and half of the dead animal. And the mazik also gets half of the living animal and half of the dead animal. What ends up happening if you do this? So now what's going to end up happening is the mazik not only is the mazik not going to lose out of the fact that his That's animal right. damage, he's going to gain mm-hmm. because he's getting half of the dead carcass because of this shayr that was nizik, was much greater value than the shayr ha-mazik and the neve, even the nevela is worth much more than his. So if you split, the mazik ends up gaining here. So Amrit, you'll say that this can't be. Heichan metzino mazik nisker. Where do you find such a thing that a person is mazik and he has to pay but then we split the nevela that he was mazik, and he ends up gaining from this. That can't be shazan nisker. We can't say that the mazik is gonna gonna gain over here. In this case, this is the point that Rabbi Yudah said. So here, when Rabbi Yudah says this point, why is Rabbi Yudah saying this? So here we see like what Rabbi Yechanan said that the case over here is when the there's a, the, the value goes up, or in this case where the mazik could gain out of this if he gonna if you're gonna split it that he's gonna get. And in such a case, Rabbi Yudah is saying, you can't allow, in such a case, you can't say that the mazik ends up gaining. Now the Braise brings another Pasuk where, to, to say that you can't say that the mazik gains because the Pasuk says, Shalem Yishalem, that you have to pay for the damage. Bailem Mishalmen, Vein Bailem Neitlin, the owner of the ox that damaged has to pay and he doesn't take, he doesn't gain out of this damage that he caused. That's what the Braise there says. Now the Gemara explains why it had to bring a second Pasuk here to explain that, he's, that the Mazik doesn't gain. Isn't it an obvious point that a Mazik doesn't gain? Why is it saying another Pasuk to say that he doesn't gain? My Vahimer, what's the need for the second Pasuk? Says the Gemara, because, because if you'll argue and say, Han Emili, when do I say that the Mazik doesn't gain? That's in a case where the Mazik is gaining at the expense of the Nizik, where the Nizik is losing out. But if it's a case where the nizik is not losing out, maybe the fact that the mazik ends up gaining, that uh, shouldn't be an issue. And the Gemara gives the, the case where that could happen. For example, the case would be the axe that Gordon damaged or killed is worth very little. It's only worth five slime. And it also gored another act, which is also worth the same, also worth very little, five slime. And Vahanevela, but now what happened is that the, the dead carcass, the price of meat then in the market is very high. And the price of the meat is actually more 
than the value of the living animal. So now, through the fact that the shayr of the mazik gored and killed the shayr of the nizik, so he, he lost the value of the living animal, but now, later on, afterwards, later what happened is, the price of meat went up, and now it's worth 30 zuz. So, shakal nami mazik maybe in such a case, you would say, that since the nizik is not losing out from this, so maybe in such a case, the mazik should get from this shvach, from the fact that later the price of this meat from this, from this dead carcass went up, maybe you should gain from this. So, it may be only in the case where the nizik is losing, so then we say it's not right for the mazik to be gaining while the nizik is losing. But in such a case where the price of the meat later went up and the nizik is gaining, so maybe the mazik could also gain at it. That's what a mezikhsa means. He split it and the mazik gains. That's why it says, the second pasuk, Shalem Yishalem, that the mazik pays. The owner has to pay, and he never, he never takes, he can't gain through this damage. asks Rava about this. Based on what we learned until here, it comes out that according to Rabbi Yehuda, Tam Mishalem Yaser Mechatzinezek that there could be a case where the Tam is going to end up paying more than Chatzinezek. But the Torah says, that you sell the living ox, and you split the money, and he doesn't pay more, more, than, more than half. What does it mean? Why would it end up that you pay more than half, according to Rabbi Yehuda? So Rashi explains, let's say if you had an ox that was worth 50, and it gored an ox that's worth 40, and now the Nevela, is worth only 20. So what was the damage? The damage is only 20. What would be half a payment for that? Half a payment of that would be 10. But now if you're going to split the living ox, which is worth 50, and you're going to split the nevela as well, so the nizik is going to end up getting 25 of the living ox, and 10 from the from the dead carcass. So he ends up getting 35, which is more than chatzinezek. So the mazik ends up paying more than chatzinezek. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, that says that you split the living animal and you split the nevela, it could end up that you get paid more than chatzinezek. Now Rashi explains that this is a question only according to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Why? Because according to Rabbi Meir, the Gemara before explained that when the Pasik says, V'gam esameis yechzon, what did Rabbi Meir learn out from that? V'gam esameis yechzon means that whatever damage there is with the meis, yechzon. You're only going to get half of that damage from the living animal. So there's an extra, the Pasuk is writing this extra, after it already said, it already said, it said that you have to give, split the living ox, but it says again, to say that no matter what, you only get half of the payment of that nevelo, of what the damage was. But according to Rav Meir, what do you learn from you learn something else out of there. From there you learn out that you split the maze between the mazik and the nizik. As the Gemara explained, that the nafkamina for that would be the shvach if the price goes up. So according to him, you don't have that drosha. So if so, in, a, in such a kind of a case, wouldn't it come out that the, the mazik is going to pay more than chatzinezek? Answers the Gemara um, that Israel Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda will agree. Rabbi Yehuda will agree that whatever value went down because of the death, because of the damage that happened, or because it died. As a result of this uh, animal that gored it, you only get half. You don't get more than that. So Rabbi Yehuda does agree to Rabbi Meir on this point that the mazik does not ever pay more than half. Half is the maximum you pay. You can end up paying less than half if the living animal is not, doesn't have even the value of half to pay. You could pay less. 
But you never have to pay more than half. Rabbi Yudah agrees to that. So asks the Gemara Minole, from where does he know this? Answers the Gemara, He also learns it out from the same Pasuk that Amaya learned it out from, that the mace, whatever the, the value of the damage was in the mace, Yechzun, the, the, the Nizik only gets half of that payment. But our whole question was that Rameya can't learn out from there. Rabbi Yehuda, rather, that is. Rabbi Yehuda can't learn out from there because Rabbi Yehuda learned out from here something else. That the Mazik and the Nizik split the Nevela and that the relevance of that was, as the Gemara said before, is regarding the Shvach. If the price goes up, that the Nizik gains of that, not only the Mazik. So he already uses this Pasuk for something else. Answers the Gemara in Cain, if that was the only drasha from this Pasik, Nichtiv Kra, the Esameis Yachson, the Esameis, doesn't have to say the word Gam. My Vigam, sorry, why does it add the word Vigam? Shmami Notarti. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, we learn from this Pasik two different dinim. We learn the halacha that you never get paid more than half of the damage, and we also learn the halacha that you split the Nevela between the Mazik and the Nizik. And Rabbi Meir only learns that one halacha from here that you never get paid more than half, and he doesn't learn out the second halacha that you split the nevela between the mazik and the nesik.